0: hey guys uh welcome back to tribe of nerds we are here for uh continuing our pokemon series jj will and i did kanto last week we are now doing johto which is so heavily connected to kanto so technically we're talking just an, a little bit of an extension of gen one pretty much um but it should still be interesting and so i mean wh- what were what are your guys's initial thoughts on just like johto in general before we go into our categories
1: uh, I never really played the original games. Leaf Green and Fire Red were the first games I played. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did play Soul Silver, and I had a lot of fun with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this isn't so much reflective of the Johto series of games as it is of it being a remake, but I really enjoyed the fact that it was almost like two games in one. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say on it. It is one of the smallest generations. Um, there are some pretty cool Pokemon in it. Uh, I do like that they add the dark, dark type gets added here, right? Dark. And yep, steel. dark and steel. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a good improvement. Lots of good balancing improvements too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I I should say real quick that this is Gold, Silver, and Crystal, and Heart Gold, Soul Silver. So this is those are the games we'll be covering as Gen Two. So, will your thoughts on Gen Two initially?
2: I honestly was kind of. Felt very bland on it. Um, there were things I liked about it. Like I said, like uh, Liz mentioned, uh, adding Dark and Steel type. That was cool. Steel ended up, become, ended up becoming one of my favorite types in the game, especially later on. Mm-hmm. But there's like, so many, like looking back, especially now, like there's so many Pokemon that they added that only really became cool later on with either changes like buffs or additional evolutions but for the most part like they added some cool Pokemon but there was like so many like drawbacks like Heracross. Heracross is a cool Pokemon but he doesn't learn any moves so you're just like oh there's some cool Pokemon in here but I'm not really able to really use them in a lot of ways because kind of bad right now and they don't become good until later or like the good Pokemon that they have like Tyranitar or Houndoom mm-hmm. They're post-game.
0: Right, right. Like,
2: very late in the game, so again, you're just like, alright, here we go again. The cool Pokemon that I really want to use, I have to go and grind all the way through the game just to use, and then even then, it's just like, what now?
0: <laughs> yeah, and I have some... We'll talk about it shortly with kind of some other problems with Gen 2. Just, I mean, we'll talk about it, but yeah, I, I definitely think there's some issues... Um, in terms of, like, leveling, specifically. Yeah. So, um... So, we'll get into our categories. Um, so we'll start with the Pokedex. We add the new 100. Um, we're also adding Dark and Steel types, as we mentioned. So, what were your guys's? um... Who who was your favorite starter from Gen 2?
1: Totodile. Um, I, I... I really like the design of all of them to be mm-hmm. honest and like chikorita is really cute it's a grass dinosaur but like i just always like playing with uh an alligator
0: you know yeah well <laughs> it out.
2: i love that guy <laughs> he's so adorable he's great turns into a big old gator chomp on him <laughs> great love him. plus he's blue he's awesome blue is my favorite color
0: yeah I um, Cyndaquil was always mine uh, as you guys probably know and anyone who's listening who knows I like Pokemon Typhlosion is one of my favorite Pokemon I just love the design of a fire porcupine um
2: more of like a badger isn't it yeah badger
0: pork I don't know it's like a cross I mean like the fire are like it's quills or whatever so that's kind of like it's kind of a cross between a porcupine and a badger yeah so I, I liked it. I like its design, even though it's probably not the best. It probably would benefit from a dual typing, um, as would all three of these starters. But
1: Speaking of, I do find it odd that in the first gen they had some dual types and then here they did no dual types for the starters. Yeah. But I do like none of them having uh, dual types over one or two or one of them having dual types though. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Blastoise really should have been a dual type of some sort to match uh the other two of Gen One. Yeah. Uh, they could've updated to where he could have been Water Steel, but
2: no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um I don't know. It's uh and Chigorita has been like the one I've like never started with. I don't know if it was just like I wasn't as big of a fan of Meganium. It's not terrible Pokemon, but just, like, in Gen 2 itself, you know, when you're facing off against some of those gyms early on specifically, you're just... Uh, you have to get something else, because you're not going to go that far with uh, uh, Chikorita or Bayleaf at that point for the first couple gyms. So. Um, any other thoughts on the starters? We cool to move on. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the legendaries. Let's talk about the lore of the legendaries. We kind of mentioned them last week um, because of Fire Red, Leaf Green, but the legendary beasts Entei, Suicune, and Raikou—they—they are a really cool trio. Um, and uh, and the lore behind them also has to do with another one of the Johto legendaries being ho ho So I, I I like the legendary beasts. They're cool.
1: I like that in Gen two they've got. Um, more legendaries, albeit only one additional yeah. um, from Gen One, but the all of the legendary Pokemon stories connect to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, in Gen One, 1, U2 was its own separate thing from the birds, but here, like you said, Ho-Oh and Lugia are connected, mm-hmm. um, and the backstory is pretty cool too. With the um, with the tower burning down and mm-hmm. like how um, how people then kind of feared the pokemon coming back to life although catching them is kind of annoying <laughs>
0: it is moving legendaries are not fun <laughs> well your thoughts on the beasts? i
1: love the beasts. the beasts
2: are probably up there for probably my favorite like legendary trio mm-hmm. I, lo- I love them more than the birds like in terms of ranking like the like you know the three like my favorite beasts of them all it's a lot closer than the birds are. Like over the birds, Zapdos was my clear favorite. And oh, yeah. And was a solid second. But this one, like, I love them all. sweet Coon, I used to not like that much. But mm-hmm. he grew on me so much. Like, I just eventually just started appreciating the design more. Mm-hmm. And especially like, just later on, like in different generations and when they were getting better with their artwork and stuff and sprites were better. I was like really looking at it, I was like, damn, Suicune looks really cool. This is pretty dope. And Entei's badass. Raikou. Raikou. I think if I had to pick a favorite. I actually I can't pick a favorite. It's hard. Nope, I can't. I won't even <laughs> try.
0: Yeah, I think. I don't know, like, it was just, like, Raikou was a freaking saber-toothed tiger. Looks freaking awesome. Entei had that factor also from the third Pokemon movie, where Ash's Charizard faced off against Entei, and Entei just stomped on Charizard. And... Yeah, it was
2: fake Entei, but it was still a pretty cool, like...
0: Yeah, it was, amaz- it was amazing, and, like, even though it was fake, you had, like, how much power it was able to have, and... and rightfully destroy a charizard (laughs) um and then suicune uh having the ability to like purify polluted water and like it that's just a cool power for suicune to have yeah
1: these legendaries very much felt more like um they were fitting of the title legendary pokemon than Mm -hmm. the birds did like their powers and the way that they were connected not only to like, Legends, but also the world around them and the other Pokemon. And I think there's a credit, though, also, too, to just the evolution where they were actually implying, okay, it's
2: what makes this Pokemon legendary is not just it's rare, it's just the power that they have and the impact it has on the world itself. So I think Gen 2 took a big step in terms of, yes, we have Pokemon, but let let, let us demonstrate, like, how each Pokemon can impact the world that it lives in. And I think that was a real good demonstration because later on, then they started adding, um, in a little to a degree the impact that the birds had in their environment as well. But that comes a little bit later, you see. Mm-hmm. But and then like not just to mention, but you have probably I think arguably overall like two most liked legendaries in Lugia and Ho Ho. Yes. Not even just like in terms of just uh, fan base and like appearance and stuff, but like competitively too, like. Ho Ho and Louis, uh, Lugia, they fucking uh, were loved in the competitive scene for a time period too.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I um. With Ho Ho and Lugia, uh, moving on to them, I well Ho Ho always had that interesting uh, bit about it because like it appeared in the first episode of the anime um, with Ash, and there was the history of like Ash is forever young because he saw Ho Ho. Um, so, Ho-Ho's interesting for that and the history with the beasts and the Burnt Tower. And then Lugia's just really cool. And I don't know, I like them both. I kind of prefer Lugia just because, I don't know, I liked, uh, I don't know, I just found it more interesting to go to the Whirlpool Islands, like, whirl- use Whirlpool and then go down in the caves and then find it inside of a waterfall than going up to the top of a bell tower, like, which was still fine, but...
1: I'm very much biased towards Lugia, but that's because the only game from Gen Two that I've played is Soul Silver, right? <laughs> um, so I just have more experience. Also, Lugia felt different from the original Bird Trio m- more enough because ho is another flying uh, firebird. right? You know, so I Articuno is Ice, Lugia is Water. They're a little bit different. But Lugia's also got this Psychic subtype, which really makes it cool to me.
0: Yeah, it is really really cool.
1: Yeah, I Lugia is also my preferred of them.
2: I just like the design of Lugia.
0: Yeah, and just and Pokemon the movie two thousand made it really cool. We're gonna, I mean that's the continuing yeah, that, trend. That, we that
2: Lugia song like honestly is like they, it's pretty iconic for like everyone that grew up watching that like you remember that tune and it was just still pretty it's beautiful to like listen to like when you watch the movie
0: yeah and i like how bulky lugia is (laughs) like
1: that's menacing
0: yeah it's uh it's not fun to go up against for sure Alright, and then we have Celebi, who controls time, and Pokemon the Movie Forever was interesting because of that, and then you, in the games, there's the whole secret event that you actually get to learn, we'll talk about Silver later, but that he is the son of Giovanni, and you get to see that through a secret event with Celebi in the shrine, in the forest, like, it's, it's uh, because it's a, the forest protector. Celebi, Celebi's cool, um, I- out of, like, the extra, like, mythical Pokemon, I don't know, I, it's not my favorite, but it's still, there's still some cool lore behind it.
1: I like Celebi's design because it truly feels like a grass Pokemon, mm-hmm. not like it's based on any sort of animal or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do like the idea of playing with time, st- starting to give legendaries domain over more aspects than just um like physical aspects of the world and also i know celebi is a mythical pokemon so that puts celebi kind of in a different zone but this really is expanding the capabilities of what pokemon can do
0: mm-hmm.
1: right a celebi actually is probably yeah
2: I, I i don't know i do love celebi's design hmm okay. Like JJ was saying, definitely had an it was a nice take of the grass type. Where it wasn't like based off some animal per se or a plant to straight up, but Celebi felt like almost like it was like that fairy type that like it, it's like the fairy before the fairy type came out. Yeah. Like if you were to retype it, you probably would be at Grass Fairy. Mm-hmm. But like it, it had a nice and it was a very cute design. Mm-hmm. It was something that, like, and it fit, like, the whole mythical Pokemon. Like, you looked at it, and you're like, all right. It doesn't it doesn't look that, it, like, it's powerful, but it's not, like, a legendary power, you know? But it's still, like, pretty mysterious in how it works. And it,
0: it fit it, that role very well, and I, I love the design. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I can agree with that. Um, all right, and then let's go to our favorite and least favorite. So let's start with our favorites. From Gen 2, I mean, I always loved Ampharos. Ampharos was always a go-to for me. Um, and that, and I mean, I like Tyranitar and stuff as, and Houndoom, but as Will mentioned, they're post-game Pokemon, so never really got to use them. So a- Ampharos was definitely my go-to.
1: For well, straight-up Gen 2 Pokemon, Crobat is one of my favorites. Crobat's um, good. I think that Crobat was a good improvement to the Zubat-Golbat line. Mm-hmm. um also i want to say swine and pyloswine but really that's not fair of me to say as a favorite gen 2 pokemon because it wasn't until gen 4 when Mamoswine swine came out yeah. that i really started to love that evolutionary line
0: yeah it's definitely Mamoswine swine that buffs it up well your favorite from gen 2
1: uh
2: steelix i steelix is just a beast it was a big improvement from a very weak Onix Pokemon that I design wise love and it's like one of those Pokemon that I wish were better but then when Steelix came around it sucks that it's a trade evolution it's one of the big downsides but like if you manage to get a Steelix I still love Steelix design it's great and Steel type awesome I gotta go with Steelix on that
0: yeah, Steelix is great. I like Caesar as well.
2: Um, oh yeah, Caesar, Yeah, that another Steel type. But again, trade.
0: Right. That that was the unfortunate part is like some of the Gen two Pokemon I wanted to use weren't uh, available to get really for me uh, or any of us. Uh, Umbreon and Espeon were pretty cool as well to add those onto the evolution line. Um, Umbreon's just a bulky tank, and everybody hates facing it. <laughs>
1: Umbreon was cool. Yeah. Speaking of like Steelix and Scizor, I do think it's pretty it, – it was a good way to incorporate that new type, giving some evolutions to older Pokemon
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that incorporated the new type. Uh, I do have one more favorite to add, and this is only because of its dual typing, is Gligar. I think ground flying type Pokemon is a really cool idea.
0: Yeah, and we'll talk about Gligar more and its evolution in Gen 4, because... Yeah, I, w-
2: I would want to say Gligar, but, it, it, like, JJ, with your Mammal Swine, like, it's just, like, Gly score is what made me fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, 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 it's an interesting type, yeah, by far. Like, I agree with you 100%, but, like, Gligar itself, though, is it just, like... The moment it came out, you just kind of sat there, and you're like, it feels incomplete. Yeah, like because if I was going to talk about Pokemon like design, just like in terms of like I think it's just downright adorable. a Aipom is so fucking adorable.
1: <laughs> I love Apom. Yeah, on that note, like, and this goes into some of my least favorites too. Mm-hmm. Um, like Gen Two added baby Pokemon and a lot of single stage Pokemon or Pokemon that at the time were single stage Pokemon. Yeah, and like if they were going to expand evolutionary lines. It felt strange that they um, that they left so many that did kind of feel unfinished, and it's hard to say if they did feel unfinished at the time for me because I wasn't really in Pokemon until um, Gen Four. Like that's when I really got into it. Yeah, but baby Pokemon in general are some of my least favorites because I, I when it's part of the evolutionary line initially, fine. But like after the fact, I don't see the purpose of adding a pre-evolution. It doesn't seem to do anything for the game for for me.
0: No, it's just an hey. extra thing.
1: Also,
2: like the whole idea with baby Pokemon, they give it to Pokemon that are not like necessarily that like strong. Like there's like a few exceptions, but those are like when they get another evolution, like the Togepi line. like Togacarys, like Togekiss powerhouse. Yeah, but like up to that point, like was like, meh, like, and then, like, you get baby Pokemon with some weird, like, Pokemon.
0: Yeah, for sure, and then and, you like, get- like,
2: JJ, and to JJ's point, too, it's kind of, like, a weird process that worked backwards.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, I mean, they do it again with Gen 4, well, Gen 4 added a lot of good evolutions, but they also added more baby Pokemon, so- <laughs> Unfortunately, but I well, I know that you have a really least favorite Pokemon that I'm sure you'd love to share the story on.
2: <laughs> I almost forgot about him. I didn't want to talk about it because I had another one that I didn't like. No, for me purposes, I don't like Pseudo but that's not even to do with Gen Two. don't like Sudowoodo because of what happened when we were doing a different Nuzlocke. That's the only reason why I don't like Sudowoodo. In Gen 2, there's actually a Pokemon I genuinely don't hate, uh, that I hate, because I think it's just a cheap fucking knockoff of another Pokemon I love, and also it was probably a very difficult fight for a lot of people in the gym battle. Talking about Milk Tank.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Fuck that shit.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about Whitney when we get to gym leaders. Um,
1: Yeah. I'm not super fond of Sorry, go ahead.
2: Like, I, I did not like Milk Tank. I, I looked at it. At first, Like I was like, is this like the pre-evolution to Toros? And then I was like, no, it's a separate thing. And I was just like, why? Why, mm-hmm. why? why do we
1: have this? Like, this seems so
2: unnecessary.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not super fond of Pokemon that are designed with the purpose of being a tank. Like, it just, that's cool if Pokemon can be tanky. But it it leaves it so you can't do more with them, um, like they only fit one role on your team.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, least favorite for me, I don't like Deli Bird. Um, I know it's, <laughs> I know it's a Santa Bird, but it just it's not good. Unknown for as interesting as the lore is with Unknown and in the movie, Unknown were so terrible. You Change. couldn't. Yeah, you just. I wish they had made Unknown as good as they were in the third movie, where they were actually interesting Pokemon, but they weren't, so. Or they, they aren't good.
1: Also, Unknown is unreasonably difficult to find in Pokemon Go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> JJ, with a side note, fuck it!
0: Yeah, and it's just like. I, I will never go to try to catch all, like, 28 unknowns. <laughs> like.
2: My thing is just, like, Unknown could have been so interesting Mm -hmm. with the concept, but then they just, I don't know, like, it bugs me. Like, I feel like that could have, if they would have, Unknown could have been a cool mythical Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I wish they would have gone that route and actually given it, like, a pretty unique, like, ability and moveset. Yeah. But, like, especially with it being a psychic type, like, you could, like, Throw out a lot of logic and make it a mythic Pokemon and then make it do unique stuff. One, it's just weak as hell. And two, only knows what? Un- un- hidden hidden power. power. Yeah. The only thing it can learn? Like, oh, yeah.
0: Oh, gee. Thanks. Yeah, I remember I tried to, uh, when I was a kid, I tried to use Unknown on my team for a Soul Silver playthrough before I realized it only knew Hidden Power. And then I'm like, yeah. and it could only learn that. And I'm like, okay, well.
2: Why are you here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the extent of the Gen Two Pokemon I dislike actively. Um, I mean, I find it interesting because there's Pokemon in Gen Two also that I, if you know, I they almost make me think that they're in Gen Three and not Gen Two, like because then Hoenn puts a lot of them in like some of like their Safari Zone and stuff, so.
2: Well, also, too, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of Gen 2 Pokemon don't really become more popular to an extent until they get their additional evolutions. Right. Like, and or, or when they get the buffs they need because also Gen 2's still developing some mechanics and stuff, you know? And so it's like... Because like, if you think about it, too, like they only added one more Ghost type too. like the Yeah, Miss Grievous, yeah. Gen 2 Pokedex is, like, small in addition... They improved in some ways, but then also, like, with all the baby evolutions, it felt like they, at the end of it all,
1: went backwards.
0: Yeah, and they only added... Oh, what were you going to say, JJ? I
1: was just going to say, on that note, like, with typings, Fire Pokemon were really scarce in this generation, too. And you you mentioned it earlier with, like, Houndoom being post-game, like there were not many it's, decent fire types that you could get throughout these games.
0: Meg Cargo being the only bat, and it's bad. <laughs> and
1: it's Yeah, it's not even great, because it's super weak to water.
0: Yeah, the most common typing. And, right, uh, if
2: you were looking to use a fire type, you almost were, like, forced to go with, like, toward the net Jake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, it was almost like you were there just for a decent fire type to use, at least until late game.
0: Right, and then... Um, yeah, and then they only added one Dragon-type in Kindra, so...
2: And, and that's another trade evolution. Like, it... Yeah. For, like, the cool thing, like, it... Almost like they did another Foundation deal in Gen 2, but this one didn't feel as satisfying at the all because, like, you had to wait, like, not just one, but sometimes two generations to get the full extent of a line that they brought in at Gen 2. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't know, like, if they would have made Kingdra just, like, a normal, like, evolution, or not even, a, even if they wanted to use the King's Rock, mm-hmm. use it as, like, a stone kind of deal. Like, you gotta give it to them, and then they, they evolve that way. Fine. Then, at least then you could get a pretty cool, solid Water Dragon type, and you can use that. I mean, you have Tyranitar, that's a big highlight. Crobat, that's a big highlight, but Crobat is just an extension of an old Pokemon from the past gen
0: yeah yeah so i don't know gen 2's interesting to me i wanted to talk about the um so other things that they did in gen 2 aside from dark and steel being added they added the split between special attack and special defense um so that was a very good thing to put in there <laughs> um it helped balance things out so um Uh, and the other thing, uh, I wanted to talk about the level cap problems, because the level cap is a huge Gen 2 problem. Um, grinding is very, very difficult, and hardly anybody likes to grind, uh, Pokemon. It's just monotonous, and it's so, it's hard when in Gen 2, like, like, you, like, I don't know, just trainers, like, you'll- be walking around and like you have five or six badges and all of a sudden someone fights you and they only have like a level 20 or something or 15 or something and it's just like why am i fighting this when i have like six badges
1: i, I in that note that does like open up a possibility that i think would be cool which is just trainers are kind of randomly leveled throughout mm-hmm. the game like having them only under level is not great but it would be more realistic if like people everywhere had different levels of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Cause look at Ash. He just challenges whoever the heck he wants. <laughs> doesn't matter if he's likely to win or not. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and I think if like
2: doing it that way too, like if you were to do it at that point, the punishment for losing shouldn't be like, I mean, it's, if we were being honest here, losing a Pokemon battle Unless you're doing a NuzLab, but that's a personal choice. Yeah. It, the consequences aren't really that hard, except for if, like, you're farther on, and it's like, oh, shit, i got to go all the way to the Pokemon Center, and then they have to go re-through this dungeon again or something. oh hmm then, like, losing a battle, it never felt like there was that much of an impact. And if, so if you do, like, random levels, or, like, even if you did, like, a random, like, spike in the, on the team, like, so, like, say, okay, we have... Uh, like, and I'm not talking about their normal ace, because the ace usually sometimes is a higher level anyways, mm-hmm. but, like, you got some dudes like, oh, okay, level 10, level 10, and then, boom, level 16, you're like, okay, cool, this is what we're working up for, you know, because then it adds a, a little challenge then, too, so, like, if you're just curb stomping this team, you're like, oh, okay, now here's something where I'm grinding to beat. Yeah. And, but grinding, in general, by nature, is tedious, but...
1: In Gen two, it was it felt really, really slow. Yeah. Incorporating a little bit of grinding is good, I think. Like, yes. Oh, this battles, a, this battles a little bit too difficult. I gotta go train for like another half hour, then get back to it. Okay, that's not too bad. But yeah, like you're right, it's it goes so slowly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think what would be cool. And, and,
2: if like at some point, like if you could like the game can initiate like a little warning, like not even like an in game thing, but like it's just more so like, like hey, you are entering the zone where trainers are a bit higher than like, or this is gonna be a tougher zone or some <coughs> stuff.
1: Like that
2: the game finds pretty, pretty easily through NPCs. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. Like exactly, that's what I was trying to get to. Like with NPCs or something. Like somebody just like Sash just like hey. I don't know who you are, a stranger, but hey, just like you know, this is some like this is some tough area here. We got some pretty tough trainers here. I hope you're ready for it. Like as an in-game warning of, okay, hopefully my Pokemon are up to par on this level, you know, or like you know, like because like it's not like especially with the way games are now, like you can find a way where you can add an in mechanic where the game can kind of sort of average out your team like, mm-hmm. that you have and be like, okay, they're at this threshold, cue this dialogue. If they're above that threshold, we could be like, okay, the dog would be like, hey, you should be able to handle yourself well. If you're underleveled, they give you a warning like, hey, dude, you might struggle a little bit. And then so that will encourage grinding. And also, it would also be a great time of helping those so you're not overleveled too because that also is – even like sometimes you get on a roll of grinding, you over level yourself because you're just like, I might as well just jump to this level while I'm on this roll and then just forget about grinding later on.
1: That's something I'm definitely going to
0: talk about once we get to Galar. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's definitely something to talk about in that generation. Um, other thing I just noticed: uh, Gen One, we didn't; uh, they didn't even have an experience bar. So Gen Two is the first generation to add an experience bar. Like you got you like where you could actually see how much experience you had uh, in between levels. So.
1: That's
0: kind of neat. Yeah, and that's why grinding in Gen 1 was bad, because you didn't even know where you were at unless you checked the summary of anything. So, um, I don't know. They they didn't work out uh, that kind of stuff just yet still um, until really Gen 3 came along. Um, All right. um, So then uh, let's head to the region. Let's talk about the features of the region. So I guess what were your uh favorite features of uh johto as a region
1: you're gonna have to re- uh, remind me of like what was added here because it's been so long since i played
0: yeah so cities you had like Ecrutique city which was the where the ghost gym was and that was like the where the burn tower was and uh where you could get to ho-ho and find the beasts um Then you had, like, Goldenrod, where you had the whole Rocket storyline that we'll talk about. Um, you had Blackthorn, which was, like, had the Dragon's Den. And then there was, like, the Lake of Rage, uh, near Mahogany Town. And so, there, that's kind of, like, the general overview. And obviously, then we can talk about, after we talk about Johto itself, we can kind of talk about the connections to Kanto.
1: Yeah, so, uh, oh, that's a good point, too, um, but I I did really like having a ghost gym. Mm -hmm. Um, like will said, we don't really have enough ghost Pokemon for a ghost gym, to be honest. (laughs) We'll talk about that that a few times in the first two generations, like Lance as a dragon trainer. Um, Yeah. I think it's also cool having the, the like reverence for dragon Pokemon that really makes them feel more like pseudo legendaries than they did in the first gen, in my opinion. Um, Not fond of Team Rocket, again, like, that just feels too, kind of repetitive, but.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that, I guess, um, yeah, Will, your thoughts on Johto, uh, the cities and whatnot?
2: Um, like JJ said, I thought it was kind of cool that they added a Ghost Jam, kind of wished there was more Ghost Pokemon for a little variety, but it's kind of early on in the game to where you can kind of forgive it in Mm -hmm. some regards. But um, honestly, I what I did dig about Jota was how much the legendary Pokemon was woven within the culture of yeah. the region, especially with the Brain Tower being mm-hmm. a big influence in the region. So I dug that for a storytelling purpose. It actually made it feel like encountering these beasts were like, oh, sweet, these are legendary because there's like a f- myth and story behind it. Meanwhile, like Gen 1, the birds legendary because you're just like okay these are once in a while birds you know like legendary cool but <laughs> with like in, with the beast you're like oh there's history behind this and it's connected to the region itself so i kind of dug that also and, and we can go to this they has probably got one of my favorite champ not one of my favorites but up there for champion wise it's kind of cool to see this guy come back so we'll talk about that later though
0: yeah and um I think um, I think may I think we can talk about uh, let's save let's save the Kanto post game for when we talk about like the gym leaders and stuff because I think then that's a good place to kind of mention that and we'll mention the red fight uh, at the end of the gym leader discussion.
1: You mentioned geography. If I could get into that for a moment.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, go for it.
1: I think it's really cool uh, that Kanto and Johto both are based on the like. Those real-life regions of Japan, yeah, and in actuality, those two regions are connected to one another. So once we get these remakes, and you can just travel freely between Kanto and Johto, like it's it's pretty cool just to see the real-life influence that they have on the games. And later on, they do um, they do a lot of generations based on real-life regions, but uh, like these were these were much closer than some of the later gens.
0: Yeah, for sure, and that it's interesting to have the direct connection between two regions, so. A- anything else on the geography, or would be cool to move on to the story?
1: No, that was all I had.
0: Okay, uh, I mean, I guess I'll just say my favorite city, yeah, is probably... I just think, like, the lore behind it and whatnot, I think, is probably the most interesting. There's not as many cities where it's kind of like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like, I feel like later generations, we're gonna get to some interesting cities and whatnot. Um, alright, story mode. Uh, Team Rocket returns, which, as JJ said, it is repetitive that Johto doesn't even have its own, like, different evil team. It's Team Rocket again, because this is three years after the events of Red and Blue, and, uh... I don't know, it's just like... Again, there's not much story here. Again, you're just taking on Team Rocket. You go through the story collecting badges and stuff. Not not too much to talk about.
1: Yeah, There was so much in, with the lore of mm-hmm. this region that I didn't even feel like in a, an enemy team was necessary. Especially if they're not going to flesh out much of a story with them. Like, they just... I don't think that the pokemon company knew what to do yet with their enemy teams
0: no uh,
1: yeah same. i'm just like at this point it's just
2: like on, on the one hand i'm like i was a little disappointed but at the same time though with how closely it's connected with kanto already i'm not surprised team rocket has its influence in it mm-hmm. so it's just like okay kind of makes sense i guess but like Again, it was just another one of those for me personally, too. They just took a back seat. I was more interested in the other stuff, too. I mean, that also raises the question. It's like, why is a kid always running into the mafia? Like, where are the adults in this matter? Like, come on, people. It's kind of like they're hiding or anything.
0: Yeah, and I mean, so the other interest... They added um, admins, I believe, for the first time in a Team Rocket or an evil team. So instead of Giovanni, who they're trying to, like uh, revive Team Rocket and get Giovanni back through the radio tower. Um, the admins' names, we've got Archer, Proton, Ariana, and, uh, Patrell. Um, so, I mean, that was kind of interesting. The only kind of one that I thought was interesting was Patrell, because he, like, disguises himself as the radio tower director. Um, so that... And then you have, like, the Murkrow thing where it just repeats what he says so you can get into the generator room. So... That was kind of interesting, but
1: one thing. Um, so sorry to like move it back towards what we were saying, but also I kind of wish that they would have expanded the types of Pokemon that they're using here. And yeah, they never really do in any of the generations. Um, but like having it now for a second generation before it's established as a trend is just kind of annoying because mm-hmm. it's like well, now you're kind of labeling these Pokemon as bad Pokemon, and now I don't want to use them, you know?
0: Yeah, that is pretty much it. It's kind of unfortunate. Will, anything else on the story here?
2: Nope, ain't got nothing. All
0: right, let's get to probably the more interesting part of the discussion then. The gym leader's Elite Four rival champion. Let's discuss our rival silver first, um, because that's the first thing you encounter... (laughs) Um, Silver, another rival you can name, but his canonical name is Silver, um, son of Giovanni, as you find out in the Celebi, special Celebi event, um, and it's interesting, Silver's just a complete jerk, uh, cause he steals a, he steals a Pokemon from Professor Elm, and then you kind of encounter him as you go along, and he just acts extremely jerky to you, and, but he also hates Team Rockets because of what happened with his dad, and, so, I don't know. Silver's interesting. Um, I don't know. Still, probably not my favorite rival. I know there's people that are like silver supporters, but.
1: To be honest, I don't have much to add in this area, just again, because I've only played Soul Silver.
0: Yeah. Anything on Silver, Will?
1: I, I kind of like the, I, I, I kind
2: of think it's like he stole Pokemon from the professor, because I'm just like, I'm like, hey, right, I could buy that, actually. Mm. Like, my kid just being like, I want that one, but he won't give it to me. You know what? I'm going to take it. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to take it. I kind of like that concept, because it just seems like, yeah, why haven't more people like, like what, why haven't more kids tried that? Why isn't that like a bigger issue?
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it's interesting to at, at least at the beginning to have that. I, I haven't played it in a while either, so I can't really speak to Silver's like redemption towards the end of the game either. I mean, I can't quite remember, but um, all right, let's talk about the gym leaders then. So, Johto's gym leaders that you go through. So, we got Faulkner, um, Bugsy, Whitney, Morty, Chuck, Jasmine, Price, and Claire uh who are your favorites uh, and least favorites uh ones you found most interesting are the johto gym leaders
1: i really didn't like whitney's gym
0: no um,
1: like i'm okay with randomly they're just being this gym leader who's super hard to beat and that's okay like we were saying earlier make it a challenge but having it be one pokemon that's just annoying to fight not great Uh, i don't really have a favorite gym leader in this region
0: yeah whitney's just annoying she's a nuzlocke killer too if you're not like most people lose a pokemon in a nuzlocke against whitney
2: (laughs) i feel like the gym leaders in this one a lot it was very weird because they all have different range of pokemon that they have Like, sometimes you'll go from three, four, two. Like, the Fighting Gym's got two Fighting Pokemon. And so it's, like, it jumps around. So it's kind of hard to, like, for me to really say favorite. The Ghost one is interesting. I want to say Ghost Gym. But I also want to say Claire, too. The Dragon Gym. Because I was like, oh, we're getting a, like, Dragon Gym leader. It's not an Elite Four thing, you know? And she's related to Lance. Yes. But, like, again, in concept, though, she's got, like, two or three dragon, like, not even dragon knights, dragonaires, and it's just like, evolve one of them, please. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's
2: just like, finish it out. But it's, I, th- I think Claire's, like, my favorite just because I am a sucker for dragon type. So it's just like, I like the concept, of it, and I like the connection with Lance, and, the, you know, my boy comes back, so it's like, all right.
0: Yeah, her relation to Lance is pretty cool, and then the fact that she, like, won't give you a badge after you beat her because she's, like... Just a sore loser.
2: Honestly, I again, it was, like, one of those things where I'm, like, I'm surprised it's not more of an issue now. Like, yeah, like, really cool, but I, a couple times I'm just like, man, what was one of these guys just, like, had an attitude one time I was like, nah, that's some bullshit. You got lucky. <laughs> I ain't giving it to you. You got a lucky crit.
0: Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> you kept spamming super potions for five turns in a row. You didn't do anything. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it is, inter- it is an interesting thing, and I kind of wish they did it more often in the games, actually. Um, because it, it was an interesting twist there, and then you had to get the dragon fang and do, like, the dragon test or whatever. Um, I don't know, I mean, I, I liked more the ghost gym purely for the fact that Morty, the gym leader, is, like, connected to the lore of the region, too. Like, he's he goes into the burned tower and kind of helps with that part of the story a little bit. And so I, I kind of liked that. So I'd probably say Morty's my favorite. Um, Chuck's funny to me because they literally tried to model him after Chuck Norris a little bit. (laughs) And so that was a little bit interesting to me. Jasmine's also cool. I think that you have to help her sick Amphros. Um, and again, another new, uh, typing in steel. So you get a little bit of a taste of that.
2: Um, yeah, the gym, the
0: Steel Gym Leader too. Yeah. Yeah. So th- there's a couple interesting ones, um, but yeah, I mean, then there's also like forgettable ones like Bugsy and. Um, Bugsy. Yeah, and Price. <laughs> oh um, yeah. Uh, and then um, we'll get to the Kanto Gym Leaders. Let's talk about the Elite Four first, though, because then you go to fight the Elite Four. So uh, you got new members in Will and Karen. Karen is using the Dark type. She is a total Karen. Um, and Will uses the Psychics. And then you get Koga moving up to the Elite Four using Poison types. And Bruno comes back. And then, of course, we got Lance as the champion now. So.
1: I like Koga. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really. Poison's not really much of a contender yet. It isn't. But mm-hmm. I do like that lore building, and they did it with this entire elite Four of uh, the lore building from the previous generation. Mm-hmm. But um, just to see him move up from gym leader to now uh, be elite four is cool.
0: Yeah, well,
2: one yeah, hundred
1: percent, Koga. I I like Koga just for the mere fact that it shows like
2: progression in the Pokemon world. Like JJ was saying, some lore building, world building. Of these are positions. Mm-hmm. people come and go you can easily be replaced if someone trumps you mm-hmm. and koga rose up and it's kind of actually funny in a way too because and it, and like if we want to talk about lore concept for as weak as poison type was early on you had koga rise up from his position as a gym leader to an elite four with that type so it's kind of like a cool little like all right this is how you use it you know
0: mm-hmm
2: but mechanically, my po- Poison type was still weakened as a gen- as a whole. But yeah. it's still very cool to see Koga rise up and take the position that he lead for. And then, obviously, Champion, Lance, badass, back again.
0: Three Dragonites. <laughs> That's like that. That's that fuck you champion
2: logic. The same thing that us, like, as, like the game, the player itself that we do. Cause like let's not lie, there was once upon a time somebody at some point you're like, I'm gonna have two of these, do I? Cause I can.
1: <laughs> and then Lance is just like, well, they limit me on dragons, so guess what? Three of them. Cause why not? Yeah,
0: <laughs> and, and
1: I, if-, if Steven had multiple Metagrosses,
0: oh god. <laughs>
2: honestly, I get, like, in terms of diversity in the team, like, yeah, like, it makes it harder, but at the same time, if, like, they had multiple versions of their ace or, like, progressively stronger, like, honestly, it kind of gets scary.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Because, like, like, you're just sitting there like, how many of these do I have to sit here and take, because eventually the Pokemon I'm using to sweep is going to die.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it, it was always hard, because the leveling in Gen 2 was not great, as we've said, so, like, and Lance's Dragonites aren't even supposed to evolve yet. <laughs> so, it was always interesting. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and Lance was a challenge. So, I mean, I between Lance and Blue being, like, which one is the better champion... I mean, just for challenging, like, Blue had a more varied team, which is probably better, but the fact that Lance had three Dragonites, along with, like, a Charizard, an Aerodactyl, and a Gyarados, like, that's still very difficult to face.
1: I I like Blue better, Mm -hmm. because it's all in the team for me. Yeah. He is a Dragon-type trainer, and they went into that, even, like, giving him Pokemon that weren't true Dragons, but... Yeah, kind of fit that dragon type, but then he has three dragon knights. Like, th- <laughs> <sighs> I love it, it's so extra, but it's just like,
2: <laughs> why do you do this? Like, I'm a dragon type, I lead four champion, Fuck you that's why. <laughs> and also, it's just it, what I maybe I'm digging too deep on this, but because of the connection, to Claire, I'm just gonna say this. It's actually kind of cool that he has it, where Claire has three Dragonairs. It's like Lance once was there, but he was able to get his, the full potential of his Pokemon to get him to evolve. Mm-hmm. Not just once, but three times. So it just shows you why he's the champion and Claire's where she is. Claire's still strong, 8th gym leader, but she's still nowhere near Lance's level. And I do like the concept of his team of, tell me you're a Dragon type, but you're not labeled a Dragon. You got Gyarados, Aerodactyl, Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> In another world, they, they would be. You look at him, you're like, yeah, dragonish theme. So honestly, his team and that his champion team, I liked better than his Elite Four team mm-hmm. because his Elite Four team felt more just flying. But then again, like this one, you had three dragon na- dragon knights, so it was like, okay, there's there's you got three dragons here, you got three genuine dragons, and then like three other like dragon like Pokemon. I'll take it. But in terms of between. Lance and Blue, I really like Blue's team, but uh, it's tough, it's tough for me, I really like Lance as a champion, just, I love the dragon type, and I just like the buff they gave Lance with it.
0: Yeah, for sure, and I, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about the Johto gym leaders as well, my other problem is that they don't, most of them don't actually use Gen 2 Pokemon, they're using Gen 1 stuff. Like Faulkner is a Pidgeotto, Chuck has a Polyrath and a Primate, Like Yeah. And
2: they're not even like the best like fighting set that, that they could have. Granted he's like early on, but it's like, why don't you have a Machoke in there? Yeah. Use a Gen 1 fighting Pokemon, at least use a Machoke. I and mean, why are you only two Pokemon?
0: Yeah. It just was it was weird and then I mean Jasmine has two Magnemites with her Steelix, not even Magnetons. Or like there's also Fortress, so I mean, she could have had that. <laughs> I don't know. Ed, that's something I just wanted to mention. Um, and then there's the Kanto gym leaders uh, with a couple changes. Uh, Brock, Misty, Lieutenant Surge, Erica, Sabrina, and Blaine are the same. Now Janine, Koga's daughter, has replaced him in in the Future gym. And Blue has now replaced Giovanni in the Viridian Gym and with a varied team, which is cool. Um, so, any thoughts on the new, on the Gen 2 Canto Gyms?
1: Uh, I really don't have much there.
0: Okay. <laughs> well.
1: Honestly, I, I kind of dug it.
2: It was nice to see some old, the old uh, Canto Gym leaders come back and with a, like, an improved team.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely felt like a pretty cool post-game. Yeah, nice. um, I definitely dug Blue coming back as like the eighth post game gym leader. It was pretty dope, especially just, and I liked how they didn't like limit him to a a, a new team. Like they were like, he's just a variety. Like this guy once was a champion. He's a gym leader. The eighth gym is going to be tough for the mere fact that you're dealing with a wide variety. I like that concept. I wish they would kind of bring it back mm-hmm. of just a wide variety of like you know like where the gyms progressively get tougher because. Not necessarily because just for different types that you're facing, but necessarily also the variety of Pokemon you have to face. Yeah, it was it was a it was a, very, it was a very interesting post game for sure.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And then we got to talk about ascending Mount Silver after you get sixteen badges and fighting Red. Red is an incredible force to face. Um, crazy good team and. I mean, Red, it, it just, I don't know, might be the best trainer in all of Pokemon. I'm, that might be a hot take, but he's definitely one of the best, for sure.
1: It was nice to have, like, a significant post-game challenge. Because mm-hmm. um, Red is one that you have to grind for.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It, it, I kind of dug it because it was like, you know, I had Blue... And red, and then it was like at this point you kind of just like, and even now too, like red and blue are like staples of just Pokemon like lore and icon, like they are icons in the Pokemon gaming, like especially like their teams and stuff, and like so the the fight it felt very fitting, you know, just like red just up there on this mountain, you're just like all right, you're like the Mewtwo of this game, like grind up, I gotta fight you, and it it was pretty cool team was nice to see like a nice variety of course Mm -hmm. got to see some old favorites you know so it was nice definitely a tough battle though
0: yeah and to have everything in the 70s and then an 81 pikachu like (laughs) crazy um so yeah that that's what we got for that and then kind of other important people you got Professor Elm who's studying uh, breeding of Pokemon because the, the baby Pokemon got put in this generation. So I guess at least the professor studying that stuff fits with the region. You've got Kurt uh, making apricots or app uh, Yeah, it's apricots um, out of Pokeballs. So that's an interesting little thing that- or, uh, or you give him apricots and he makes you Pokeballs. So yeah, that was an interesting thing that you could like get different types of Pokeballs with that. Um... And then you've got Professor Oak comes back, you've got Bill a little bit, you can get a free Eevee from him. You've got, um, I think this guy was in Crystal, and then they put him in the remakes, Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver. you got using and he was, like, chasing Suicune, and there was that storyline of, like, Suicune was one of the, the one beast, like, you'd chase it around, but, like, you, it wouldn't be as hard to get as Raikou or Entei. So... Um, and then there's the kimono girls so, that had all the evolutions that were kind of a bit of a challenge if you weren't prepared. So anything on the other important people?
1: I just want to comment on the kimono girls because like doing the evolutions again is kind of neat just cause there are new evolutions. Mm-hmm. but there are a lot of things that just become tropey. Uh, yeah. And that's one of them.
0: Yeah, agreed. It, it definitely is. Um, I mean, we're not. Luckily, we. I mean, there's few generations where they don't add new evolutions, which is actually nice that they. There's generations where they don't just go back for their some of their new Pokemon. But um, or at the very least, Gen Four did the going back and getting new Pokemon the best. But I will get to that when we get to Gen Four. Um anything else? Are we ready to hit our last category and then kind of where our preference lies for our favorite generations? Yep. I'm good. All right. Uh, other features. I mean, I know we talked, you guys don't really care about the music, so we'll just kind of, um, yeah, the apricots were added as well. Then there was also the whirlpool HM, which was only in Johto and that was the way to get to Lugia. Um, so, I mean, any other features that you guys can remember that we haven't already mentioned? Oh, and then there was like the, um, there was like the Pokephone or whatever that you could get trainer's numbers from, which was annoying, especially if you registered Youngster Joey and he'd just call you to tell you how good his Rattata was. Um, shut the fuck
2: up.
1: (laughs) I don't know how much I like this mechanic in these games, but this is a precursor to a lot of things that they later on do with reconnecting with trainers, which I think is really cool. Uh, the whole idea of being able to rebattle trainers later on in the game, I, I do like that.
0: Yeah, and Gen One had the versus seeker. Or at least Fire Red, Leaf Green did, um, but which I like a little bit better. Um, and then, uh, what, what else was there? There was something else. Oh, and then Heart Gold, Soul Silver added the Pokéwalker, um, which I've used like once or twice, maybe. But that was a way to help grind Pokemon, I guess, and I just never used it as much as maybe I should have. So maybe they did that to help people with the Gen 2 games and grinding. So. Alright, uh so let's kinda talk about so this is just our personal generation rankings, what you prefer, Gen 1 or Gen 2. We're not gonna like average anything out. I'll just write down what your rankings stand. I have Gen two above Gen one for the mere fact that in the Johto games, and this includes Heart Gold, Soul Silver, like you have so much that you can do in the games. Like Gen one, you literally you fought, you beat Blue and the Elite Four, and then you caught Mewtwo, and that's basically it. Um, and and the birds, if you hadn't already, and Gen two, you just had so much to do. Two regions, you could rematch the Elite Four to make them stronger in the in Heart Gold, Soul Silver catch, uh, Gen 1 and Gen 2 legendaries, you could... There was a battle frontier in, in, uh, Gold, Soul Silver as well, so, I mean, there was just a lot to do in Gen 2, and Gen 1 just feels super basic, um, not that Gen 2 doesn't feel a little bit basic still, but even, and the level cap, I think, is gonna hurt Johto as we go through further generations and, like, the problems with it, but it, I think it's better than Gen 1 for all the stuff you get to do, so. Yeah.
1: Jake, I agree with you for the most part. Um, Gameplay-wise, uh, Gen 2 games are a significant improvement on Gen 1 and mm-hmm. almost every single aspect of the game. Um, In terms of adding new Pokemon, uh, like, I think it's great that they add the Steel and Dark types, but there are some problems, and we talked about that quite a bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still... I think Gen 2, for the games, are better than Gen 1. If we're just looking at Pokemon, I prefer Gen 1.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I'll...
1: Yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, Gen
2: 2, I prefer kind of slightly. It's not like it's a big jump, but there's, like, enough improvement and enough little bit fleshed out stuff to where it's, like, a, it felt more like a living world, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So, I would per- I prefer Gen 2. Um there are, I Overall, I like more Pokemon in Gen 1. Yeah. But in Gen 2, like, just... It's not like it's a significant, like, jump. But it, I, I, it's a little bit better. And I do prefer, like, the Legendaries and stuff. Like, there's, like, the Legendaries and the lore with them. So much better than Gen 1. Uh, outside of Mewtwo, Mewtwo is still, like, the classic. But still, like, overall, I'm talking. But... Where Gen 2 had its strengths, it also had its weakness. I still think its Pokédex was pretty lackluster. Oh, yeah. Gen 1 overall, like, there's still more Pokémon I enjoy than Gen 2. hmm But that's it. And also, just some of the course that it had. Like, it, like you, we mentioned with the gym trait, Gym, the, like, you, it just speaks, like, on how weak that Pokédex was when the gym leaders were using more Gen 1 Pokémon than anything else. And it's just like, why? Yeah. But... It it is what
0: it is. Yeah, when Morty has the full Ghastly Haunter Gengar line and nothing else.
2: <laughs> I don't even think that he had the new Ghost
0: Pokemon. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Even, he didn't even have Mr. Mistyivus. Yeah, he did. Like, it was just
2: like what the... <laughs> I don't know.
0: So whatever. Um, yeah, I feel like we kind of said that it unless it's, we're just talking about Pokedex and we're just talking about the games Johto we all thought was better than Kanto, which is yeah. I mean, um, I. It's just, they're so heavily connected. I feel like as we go through future generations, they're probably going to be right next to each other just because, I mean, I, they're so heavily connected that it's it's hard to separate them, uh, especially when Johto kind of depends heavily on Kanto. So, um, all right. So anything else to say on Gen 2 or should I just tease what's happening on the podcast next? I got
1: nothing. All right.
0: All right so uh next week we are gonna do gen 3 at some point um i think that's many of our favorites um we're gonna get zach todd on here who did the uncharted series with me so we're gonna talk about gen 3 and and see where it holds up i feel like it yeah i feel like it's probably gonna be almost all of our favorites if not all of ours Uh, otherwise MCU coverage um, Loki's done but we are going to do our Black Widow review the three of us and we're going to get our friend Kim on here for our first ever uh, our first ever female voice on the podcast Um, and we'll talk about what we liked and didn't like about Black Widow and rank it among all the other MCU stuff so that'll come out sometime next week um and then as far as other mcu stuff really after black widow is uh in the rankings then we will be uh waiting till what if comes out in august and then talk about all the uh new possibilities that what if could open up in the mcu so all right otherwise we will see you guys next time on tribe of nerds